30 minutes and for some reason 11 seconds <laughs> <laughs> that's how long our podcast is going to be all right I like I like the I like the eleven seconds. But can we yeah. can we lengthen it to twelve? Just oh a bit. Oh my gosh! I know, and it's a big ask. Twelve seconds. <laughs> there we go. Go. <laughs> All right. Uh, how are we gonna start our our podcast? <laughs> our fancy little shindig. So I guess we start by welcoming people. I don't want to welcome people, Daddy. I'm not a welcoming person. Get off. Get off the internet and go play outside, you rat. But make sure to bring us with you, because we want you to pay us. Um, so you're not welcome <laughs> to the Light That Breaks Planets podcast. We're your hosts mm. and hostesses. No, no, we're not doing that. What if I want to be a hostess? You can't control me. <laughs> You know what? That's fair. I am your host, and he is your hostess. Hostess. We're gonna add on as many hostess as we can. Yes. I'm Simon. And I'm Sunny. And this is episode one. The Phantom Menace. Episode one of a long and painful process. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to get this out of the way because it will come up eventually. Where did the name of the podcast come from? The Light That Breaks Planets podcast comes from <laughs> Sunny trying to describe to me something from a movie and she can't remember what it's called. And she's like, it's a light that breaks planets and i am desperately trying to think of what the heck sunny is talking about a light that breaks planets it sounds amazing it sounds like um, unfortunately it's not yeah unfortunately what i finally deduced or maybe it was induced and either because either way this happened in a, in a state of sleep paralysis yes um that she was talking about the Death Star from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, they, the light the, that the laser, breaks planets. The laser they shoot <laughs> that light destroys the planet. I couldn't think of the name. It was just I escaping me. I think that's amazing. <laughs> so the first uh, thing that we're going to do is that we are going to pitch each other mm. an idea for either a movie or a book. And in the spirit of the title of the podcast and how it came about, I am going to pitch Sonny an idea for a movie. And it's going to be a movie about a young boy who lives on a desert planet. My movie is also about a young boy, but it it takes place on Earth, so. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Well, this young boy lives on a desert planet. He's a farmer, but he doesn't have crops. Instead, he farms moisture. Okay. So the best word that this farmer can possibly say throughout the day is that it was moist. Do you hear that, everyone? It was moist. (laughs) The internet's going to hate you. (laughs) It was so moist in the desert. 
And when he wasn't target practicing at Womp Rats with his friends, mm-hmm. he was collecting moisture. Now, this young man at some point meets a crazy old man, as young men always do. This is true. And they go off on an adventure to stop a light. And this light is a light that breaks planets. Hmm. Does the moisture factor in anywhere, anywhere else? No, absolutely not. Does he use this as a tool? This is just to make people uncomfortable at the start? Yes. Okay. You know, I appreciate that. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about, of course, the original Star Wars, Wars. movie, okay, episode a- four. Luke Skywalker is a moisture farmer. That's Oh, is he? He's a moisture farmer. Oh. On the I- planet, the desert planet Tatooine. I was going to. I was gonna make a joke when you started, like you were saying, like this boy in space. I was like, are we just talking about more Star Wars? I want to pitch one more idea to you. Uh huh. In order to have a universe for our moisture farmer to exist in, every planet throughout the entire planet, it's the same uh, 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 climate. Mm. Yeah. So you have. Uh, you know, a jungle planet. The whole planet's a jungle. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're in the northern hemisphere, the southern hemisphere, if you travel, well, how far you travel well, like, north, how take, far take you Tatooine. travel they have, they have multiple suns. They, you know, and they can have... all desert <laughs> it's all, it all the, the time. It's a yeah. desert planet. You have ice planets. You have water planets. Uh-huh. But never a planet where you have more than one type of ecosystem yeah. or anything else. The entire planet. So that is my Suck big it, aliens. Pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Earth's better than you. That's the imagination we're working with. All right. <laughs> Not to say there isn't a planet maybe like that. Uh-huh. But every planet like that? Where every planet is Jolie has one <laughs> climate. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Pitch me. Pitch me. Okay. So I think I think we all know of my love for... For the great, great Alan Turing. <laughs> we as in you and I. Yes. Yes. You and I both know about the, you, this love. The people, the people in this room right now. Yes. Um, so, you, you know that I like to write short, like, little screenplays, plays, screenplays sometimes. The shorter, the better. The shorter. <laughs> Maybe that's your opinion, sir. <laughs> This makes me sad. My daddy doesn't love me. Well, don't you go to the dog planet, <laughs> <laughs> and you can and you can play with the puppies there. I don't want to. Okay, fine. Yeah. Go ahead, Alan Turing. They, go ahead. They're dirty little rats. Okay, yeah. So I've already kind of started this, but I want to make uh, like an animated series, not necessarily a movie, but uh, like an animated series of Alan, like. The Adventures of Alan Turing growing up, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. We're going to call it the most boring series in the world. The Adventures of Untrue. Alan Turing. Untrue. Untrue. The Adventures of a nerd who can't come out of the closet. <laughs> what We're adventures going... is he going to go on? We're well, going... today he's going to stay in his bedroom. <laughs> 
Oh, so we're making a, we're making a show about me now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we're, I, yeah. I sense some parallels. <laughs> Write what you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what you did too. <laughs> we're not very creative. <laughs> You know, if you combine ours, uh-huh. you know, we could have space gays. <laughs> My favorite genre. The light genre. that destroys planets uh. is a space gaze. <laughs> light shooting out of the eyes of Alan Turing. Halloween. All right, I'm I'm into this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what well, you got? I think what? we got to build off this. Okay. Mm-hmm. The adventures. <laughs> Of young Alan Turing. It sounds a little bit about the adventures of young Indiana Jones, which okay. was which was a television show back in uh, the 90s. Back in um, the olden days. Yeah, back in the olden days. Way, way, way. Long before you were born. <laughs> we had the adventures of young Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. and I, I'll save explaining that more for perhaps a, you know another yeah. episode. We gotta but keep the content. It sounds rolling. like that, except Without the adventure. Mm. <laughs> the adventures of Alan Turing. What adventures? Well, he doesn't really have any. He, uh, excuse me, he extracted iodine from seaweed, sir. Wow. <laughs> See, you really got my heart pumping right oh, yeah, now. I know. <laughs> I'm imagining, I'm imagining the trailer for this. <laughs> what do you got there, Alan? It's iodine, mummy. <laughs> Oh, Alan, (laughs) you're such an adventurous pup. (laughs) What wild new thing will you come up with next? (laughs) All right, we got to move on to our next segment. At least Alan Turing didn't, uh, didn't, didn't like go to, go to robot slave traders and (laughs) actually, all right, actively support that. Touche. Yeah. But at the same time... At least my character, or like, a real person. And, you know, you never know. Alan Turing, he might be, you know, very unsatisfied with his life of, you know, extracting iodine from seaweed, (laughs) and he wants to join the rebellion. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe... And fight against the evil empire. Maybe he joins the empire. We don't know where this is going. (laughs) He does join the Allied forces. So that's true. All right, um, we gotta move on to our next uh, uh, the I th- segment. I think we should keep talking about it. No, we gotta, space, we're gonna keep moving. Sunny's recommended recipes mm. is our next segment. Spoiler alert: they're all gonna be bugs, baby. <laughs> so, Sunny, mm. you have a recommended recipe. Where does this recipe hail from? This recipe hails from the internet because. I am a Gen not, Z person. <laughs> not the Ice Planet Hoff. Not yet. We're gonna we're okay. gonna make our way over there. All right. All yeah, right. we'll we'll get there. Hold okay. your horses. Okay. Hold them. <laughs> Hold Whoa. them tight. Woo. All right. Let's hear your recipe. Yeah. This isn't necessarily a recipe. It's just that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is. The start of the the bug food making process. Okay. And I feel like it's important to go into that first before we dive into the the, the deep. All right. The, the, the deep I think end. we should also mm. preface this by saying that Sunny and I are both vegetarians. Yes. 
Um, so we're dirty Portland hippies. Yeah. Um, so Sunny's on a kick right now. Where instead of eating cow, she's looking up recipes for bugs. Mm-hmm. They're 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 the they're the food of the past. That's the food of the present and the food of the future, baby. Food of the future. Food of the future. Food of the future. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's let's hear what you got. Mm-hmm. All right. So particularly mealworms are grown this way. It's basically this this big rectangular box. Kind of like a file cabinet. Okay. Uh, and they have uh, like the the different different layers, different. Uh, oh, what's it called? <laughs> the light that breaks. <laughs> no. Uh, shelf sliders. Drawers. Drawers. Yes. Drawers. Okay. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> I, I've called I've called ice water bones before. I don't think you can expect too much from me. <laughs> we never do. No, we don't. We never ever do. Okay. Well, so a- we have the drawers. apple and the tree and all, you know. Yeah. So each drawer contains like a different layer. There are and like different eggs, perhaps the nursery, if you will. Uh, the the full grown mealworms, and then like. Like like uh like their food and stuff, and it's just kind of like a, a revolving door. And what I want to do are they called mealworms because they're worms you can make a meal out of? Hmm. That's sage, Dad. <laughs> okay, what you want to do? You want to have this in our home? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is what I was building up to. Okay, I. <laughs> I would like to build this this uh, contraption, this device. And I would like to keep my little mealworm buddies in there. And I would like to eat my mealworm buddies. No. I'll make tacos out of them. I'll make chili. I'll make curry. This sounds incredibly it disgusting. Does. Oh no, never mind. I, th- I thought this is gonna be well, this is a different thing. some kind of incredible. It sounds like I okay. heard incredibly, and I just agreed. I should have I should have heard heard you out. So it's it's uh, it's a uh, basically a cabinet of mealworms, mm. a uh, a dresser of mealworms. <laughs> it is it is their last hurrah before they go into my pot. And um, you make friends, and then you eat them. My only <laughs> maybe that's why maybe that's why I have such a problem with with sociability. With making friends, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just Everybody every time can I meet, see the hunger in your eyes. <laughs> Everyone I meet, they're like, "Oh no, this is gonna end in cannibalism," <laughs> and that's okay, guys. All right, that's all right. Okay. Well, I look forward to hearing more as the podcast progresses of your mealworm adventures. <laughs> Not just mealworms. Maybe Alan Turing should have a pet mealworm. <laughs> Drama. Wow. That he eats. <laughs> <laughs> Not in like a survival situation, just, just casually. Yeah. All right. World news. Uh-huh. We've got to move on. Uh, our next segment that we're, uh, that we're getting onto is world news. Mm. Now, for our podcast, we're today we have four segments, and if you haven't caught on to that yet, um, our four segments um, have been a pitch meeting where we've pitched our ideas. My ideas were completely stolen, but I today I just wanted to see if you would even recognize the ideas mm. because um, 
that was, you know, Star Wars, like yeah. trying to pitch Star Wars. Okay, but in the future, I will actually pitch my own ideas. I don't at believe you. you. I don't believe me either. Mm-hmm. I will probably continue to plagiarize. <laughs> That's what you're best at, um, Our second segment was Sunny's recommended memories, uh, or sorry, recipes, where we where we were Those talking bugs about, are going to be a distant memory we're, soon. They're talking about eating bugs. And coming up on world news, Sunny, hmm. what do you got for us in world news? Uh, well, something that's been on everyone's mind lately. I, I think wait. I think we all know. We all know what we're talking about. This is this is the beginning of January 2020, uh, and I, the government's kind of in shreds, as per usual. There's a lot going on. Uh, Mr. Mr. Donald Trump is uh, how how shall we put this delicately? A bad bad man. I thought he was nice. <laughs> I don't I don't think you did. So, I don't think you did, buddy. It's interesting because pretty much at your same age, mm. I was living through a similar thing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I guess you're 17. Yeah. I mean, somewhere around there. And you're just old. And I'm just dust. Um, <laughs> but, you know, somewhere around that age, yeah. uh, we were impeaching... President Clinton. I say we, mm-hmm. but I actually had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Once again, I'm just taking credit for something I had nothing to do with. Typical. Um, parallels. Mm-hmm. You see any? Kind of, but I feel like... I feel like... I just find it interesting that... And I think maybe it's because of... Like, we just had our first black president. And so, and that was, like, kind of, kind of scary. I scar- want to correct you on that. Bill All Clinton right. was actually our first black president. <laughs> <laughs> the blackest man we know. <laughs> but go on. Old Billy Clinton. <laughs> okay. If your nickname's Slick Willie, you're not a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> You are a black guy from a 1920s or 30s cartoon. <laughs> and not one that was trying to be sensitive. Yes. <laughs> All right, but go on. We just had our we had our first yeah, black president. Yeah, we just yeah, we just had our first black president and then I feel like that kind of that kind of scared some people. Uh, maybe they thought, "Oh no, progress. People getting rights." This <laughs> uh-uh-uh, buddy. No, no, no. And so let's try to find the most racist just pile of trash of a human being we can. Even if he doesn't really align with our, our beliefs. Yeah. Even if he is just in it for his own 1% <laughs> values. So last night, uh-huh. um, I, your mother, my wife, and I were uh, mm. watching... That's, a that's bit of the movie said. McClintock. Okay. John Wayne. This is not the most woke film. Okay? You said with John Wayne. I uh, didn't expect it to be. <laughs> hey. It has moments as 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 most John Wayne westerns do where they are actually Ooh, on the side on the side of the Native Americans. Uh-huh. John Wayne is speaking up on he's pro Native American. He's anti Government, 
Aren't we all? He is, he is a conservative. He's anti-government. Mm-hmm. The whole time he's trashing the governor. Okay. Um, but at one point in the film, he is talking to his daughter and he's, he's in the film to set the stage. He's a rich cattle baron. Sure. Okay. But he, okay. he came to that from nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he's built himself up to be just like the guy when it comes to the cattle. The cattle baron. Yeah. So at one point in the film, he's telling his daughter, who's come of age, that she is not going to inherit all of his vast wealth. Mm. He's going to set her up with a 500 head stake somewhere on a river. Sure. If she wants it. And the rest, he says, he is giving to the government. He's going to say, this is going to be a park. And he gives his reasonings for the park. And he says... It's a place where nobody's going to chop down all the trees. Nobody's going to hunt the beaver to extinction. Nobody's going to... And he uses the word murder Mm -hmm. all the buffalo. He thinks that'll stop them. (laughs) Silly. What struck me in that moment is that's the conservatism I thought I Mm -hmm. grew up with. Isn't that what we're talking about when we're talking about conserving, conservation? Yeah, it's conservatism Uh we want to conserve the nation okay he wants to in this movie he's trying to help conserve the native american way of life he's he's pro native american tradition he wants them to be able to live their way and for the u.s government to get out of their way And he wants to conserve the land and the nature and the wildlife for generations to come and I just wonder, I'm not, to, to set my own stage, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican, I'm an independent. Mm-hmm. You're not old enough to join a party yet, so you don't know. <laughs> so we don't, we'll see what you become. I, I am a, um, <laughs> I am socialist to the bone, baby. Okay. So I'm none of those things. I am an American, and I just want what's best for America. Mm-hmm. And I like John Wayne's version of conservatism in, in McClintock. Okay. And I, I like other people's version of, you know, uh, progressivism. I, you know, yeah. I, 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 I just like good ideas where I see them. I don't care where they come from. Mm-hmm. The point I'm trying to make is, I grew up in a, an extremely conservative household, and the the what John Wayne laid out in that movie is the type of conservatism I thought I grew up with. What I see with the current leadership is not anything like yeah what I thought conservatism that's, was supposed to be. Yeah, that that is funny because like when I think of when I think of Republicans, when I think of conservatism, I think of like you're growing up with a whole different image. Yeah. <laughs> You I think of like <laughs> denial, complete denial of 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 problems, of problems with people, of problems with society, and like problems with the earth, you know, mm-hmm. that are just so blatant and so like every everyone can see that it's true. There's not really room to argue that it's true, but somehow they do. Somehow no. they like ah, climate change ain't that ain't <laughs> no. the tea, sis. <laughs> I mean, that's what I think Mike Pence talks uh, talks like when he's alone. Here's the thing: I've grown up. 
I mean, you know, I was a baby mm-hmm. when Jimmy Carter was president, so I, I don't remember Jimmy Carter's presidency. I was a youth, a young youth during Ronald Reagan. I was a teenager when it came to George Bush Sr. and then Bill Clinton. And then right around the year 2000, I became an independent because I didn't like the party system. Mm-hmm. However, even George W. Bush... I'm not going to say even Barack Obama because I think Barack Obama is just a good president. But I'm, I I want to say that during my lifespan, hmm. conservative, liberal, I think they've all actually been good presidents. I think Ronald Reagan was a good president. I think Bill Clinton was a good president. I think they were all... George W. Bush made some huge, gigantic yeah. mistakes, but I think he's a good person. Well, we, we can dissect we, we, we can, we can, uh, we can can dissect that another time. We can follow different paths on that opinion. I think Barack Obama is an outstanding person. Mm-hmm. He made huge mistakes in his presidency, too. Um, every president makes huge mistakes, some of different caliber and of different nature than others. Um However, I just will say that this is the first time in my lifetime that I think we've genuinely had just a terrible, awful, and I don't want to say, because I don't know him personally, Mm. but I I want to say that we've had a terrible, awful representative of the United States in the Oval Office. He doesn't represent, I don't think, um, what either party historically has tried to portray as America and American values. So you can say the, you know, the economy's doing great. You can, you can say all these things that you can say he's, he's a great president. If mm-hmm. you want to just talk statistics, you can say all those things, no matter, you know, depending on if you like him or not. I just can't wait till he's gone. <laughs> I think whoever steps in his place, it doesn't matter what party they're from, they will be a better representative of America oh, and American a, values. Oh, it's a very low bar. <laughs> what we've had. I um, can't wait for our next cockroach president. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I and that's all I, I I really I really hope for is somebody that will uh, be a good will representative. Will be a, be a literal cockroach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was great. Okay, our our, la- our final segment of the day, pop culture explanations. Oh, baby, would you like to would you like to explain a little on how we're how we're gonna split this up, Daddy? Okay. Each of us is going to explain something to the other. Mm-hmm. You are going to explain something to me that has happened after the year two thousand. Yes. Because during most of that time. I've been a daddy (laughs) and a grown man and I haven't kept up with every little trend and every little thing that's, 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 that's happened. The internet was a new thing for me as an adult. And I, I'm, I'm of course, you know, tech savvy and internet savvy, but I don't care a lot about, you know, things maybe, maybe, and maybe I should care more about them now. I, uh, in my turn, will explain to you something that happened before the year 2000. Let's see, you were born 2004? 
<laughs> no, that's mathematically incorrect. You were born in 2000 and... You can do two. it. There we go. There we go. Moses was born 2004. Math. That's good. Well, I like Don't. him better. <laughs> okay, so... Eh, most people do. Born, so... It stands He's to reason nicer. that I would explain to you anything that happened before you were hmm. born. So, uh, would you like to start, or you want me to start? I'd like you to start. Okay. I think. I'm going to start by introducing you to something called the Fall Guy. Mm-hmm. Now, the only way that you would be have any connection to this television show, which uh, aired in the early '80s, from '81 to '86. Would be through the movie Scrooged. Okay. Do you remember the opening of the movie Scrooged where they're showing a promo for the night the reindeer died? I do. And who comes to save Santa? Do you remember that guy? Uh He comes in. It's Lee Majors. Yes. Lee Majors was a huge television star during the 70s and 80s. And you might remember Santa calling him the $6 million man. Okay. Do you have any idea what that is? I don't. All right. I, well, that's for I've another to, day. That's for to, another day. I've got to admit, Dad, I just thought that was, that was that whole thing was made up. I did not realize Lee Majors <laughs> was a real thing. The funny thing about <laughs> that, that is that in the, the the TV movie that they're promoting, Lee Majors plays himself. <laughs> that is the action star caliber okay. that Lee Majors was on television. Got Lee that, Majors, got, got that Jackie as, Chan sauce, you know. <laughs> as a TV actor, I believe he fought Sasquatch once. I mean, not you in know. the movie, in real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's I mean, why we can't find Bigfoot guys. I would Lee be Majors su- killed him. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't have, like, you know, the Chuck Norris jokes. Uh-huh. You know about how tough and immoral. Yeah, I don't know why we didn't do that with Lee Majors. Okay, because I guess he's, then I'd he's know not who as well he known was. today. Because he was like everything. So mm-hmm. the Fall Guy is a TV series. It's country music based. Country music's hitting another stride during this era, and you're getting shows like The Duke Boys, mm-hmm. country music based. You can get a show like The Fall Guy. People are wearing Stetsons. He's wearing cowboy boots Fantastic. and blue jeans the whole time. Uh oh, that means our time is up. So we're going into overtime here. Oh, boy. But, so I'll, I'll try to be Even quick with this. Even past those 12 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lee Majors in the, in, the, in the series The Fall Guy, he plays a Hollywood stuntman. Okay. And he's actually the leader of his own stunt crew. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is the stuntman. So the rest of his crew, they're okay. You know, they help him they're set right. up the stunts and everything. But he performs the stunts. He's the Fall guy, as they call him. Now, in between stunt gigs in Hollywood, he still has to make a living. So he's a bounty hunter. And he goes after people who jump bail. Yeah. That's the premise of the Fall Guy. Is that not a premise of a great TV show? Name one show on television today that has a better premise... Then a guy who's a stuntman, the leader of a stunt team, who's also a bounty hunter. Uh, Gravity Falls. I don't know the show, so you. Well, Alex. That's, that's a that's a that, you have to say that for another Alex time. Alex Hirsch's <laughs> extreme now, supernatural comedy. Um, 
But you know, the, as as far as like eighties country western, uh, it, this this show had mm-hmm. it all. It had a great theme song. Um, it had uh, he's driving around in American made trucks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, because and whenever they go to a bar, it is inevitably a country western themed bar. That's ne- they're never going to a club where they're playing, you know, mm-hmm. yakety sax. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be another another thing to dive into. Um. Okay, so I I think you've got a handle on this on the fall yeah. guy. And sometime in the future, I'll show you an actual episode so you can enjoy. <laughs> what? Oh, and, and the early 80s, you also have to understand when it came to these shows, it was about car chases. Mm-hmm. They, they were very patient. They would have long extended car chases and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they would wreck a lot of cars. And a lot of the budget for these television shows went into... Cars. We're gonna wreck these cars. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so, but a lot of really great stunt work during that time. Of course, no CGI or anything. It's all real stunts. It's all real stuntmen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, it, in that, even if you don't maybe enjoy the plots and and you know how silly the shows can be during that era, um, at least you can sit there and watch and be like, wow, that's some really good stunt work. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they guys were... jumping off of trucks onto the hoods of cars and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff, you know. Wow, they really they really spent money on this, huh? <laughs> they cared. They cared. <laughs> all right, hit me. All right, so I have tried to explain this to you before, and this is going to be my <laughs> last-ditch attempt. Daddy. All right. Let's dive into the art of surreal memes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Uh-huh. Okay, you know my favorite. You know my favorite. I, I keep showing it to you. You keep showing me your favorite. <laughs> it is magnificent. For the listeners, for the listeners at home, I will, since this is an audio medium, you cannot see the brilliance. However, I will describe it with describe my it. word pictures. Now you have to keep it PG. Uh huh. <laughs> boring. <laughs> boring. So. Grandma, toughen up. <laughs> this is the real world. <laughs> the real world of surreal memes. <laughs> okay, so it is this pic. It is picture. Duh. Hmm. Thank you, Sonny. You're very, <laughs> wow. you're very perceptive. It has a crane. Or a stork of some sort, and its eyes are blue orbs of hell. Uh, the the font is red, and it's a little blurred out at the top. It says, "Hell yeah, I believe in birds." And the birds, the birds is multicolored and outlined in black. And then there is a bird spelled out down the side. B no I I R. <laughs> Freaking. Freaking, freaking. Uh-huh. Okay. Effing yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because cause some of us are some of us are not adept. I have virgin ears. <laughs> you have five children. I doubt that's true. <laughs> D don't. 
S. <laughs> Blank. Blank. So, so, so we have an acronym of birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the acronym is not, not an actual acronym. It's just, hell yeah, I believe in birds. No, I freaking don't. <laughs> It's so great. And this is your favorite <laughs> surreal this is meme. my favorite. Sunny constantly just so holds her phone up <laughs> to show this to me and laughs hysterically every time. It's so good. She thinks, because I don't laugh hysterically, that I don't understand <laughs> surreal memes. So explain to me them. why... why <laughs> I think you don't understand them because you've told me as much. Well, I told you I don't understand why you think this is so funny. <laughs> yeah, you don't get you don't get Dalism, Dad. You don't get that that high nineteen hundreds flavor. So if you go onto the internet, can you actually just Google surreal memes and yes. you come up with stuff? You can. Okay, okay so I this will... is a genre of art. Yes, it. it I'm glad you you used the word art because okay. that is what it is. Here, let's let's Google it right now, because we're in the because, future. I mean, if people don't know what surrealism is, mm-hmm. okay, this is a modern avant-garde art yeah. movement. Think of think of like Salvador Dali, you yes. know. This is so, this is the modern these the are modern the melting clock painting. Okay. Um, I'm trying. The the. The idea between mm. surrealism is uh, it's not rational. It's irrational yeah. artwork. You're 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 putting images together like a clock that's melting on its you know um, that don't exist in reality. It's a very dreamlike, um, ver- you know. Uh, yeah, uh, it's not escape. supposed to make so, sense. It is supposed to be absurd. Okay, absurd is a good word. We have an irrational, absurd version of art, and we have a whole genre now of Mm -hmm. avant-garde meme-making. That's right. So, what I want you to understand, Dad, (laughs) what I want you to burn into your very essence, Mm -hmm. is that these memes are a reflection of our current social standing. Okay. All right. All right. The world is in is in flames, mm. is in shambles. And wow. what what do the children do? Do they fight? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. They shout and they scream, but when they go home, when they go home from their shouting and their screaming and their they're protesting cuz our government is trash. <laughs> <laughs> When they go home from that, they just kind of want to relax. They want to forget that for us for just a moment. The opinions voiced by Sunny are not <laughs> sorry are not necessarily supported by the <laughs> the light that breaks planets podcast. This is untrue. <laughs> this is I, I am fifty percent of this podcast, Daddy. I I gotta say. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Okay. You know what? No, no, I am 52%. Whoa, when did you take such ownership? All right, You're okay. downgraded, Buster. Okay, all right. You have to buy back those stocks. Um, That's assuming you can, you can scrape together the money. 
So, I, I, I mean, I, I, I get it, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're getting at here is that this is um, an art movement with a purpose. Mm-hmm. And the purpose is to communicate... Escapism. Escapism. And escapism uh, it, from it's, reality. It's, it's to it's to say uh, life is already so absurd. Uh-huh. Life is already so meaningless. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> let's make let's maybe make not weird meaningless. Memes. Maybe not meaningless. I don't think you know Gen Z culture, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> As a Gen Xer. <laughs> and I'm sorry about that. That's not your fault, buddy. You know, you're supposed to be the hopeful. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you, you, you guys are supposed to be the the, the hopeful generation that, sure. that's coming up. Gen X, are, we're the cynical ones. All right, our parents were the baby boomers who had all the success, and then we come out and mm-hmm. say, yeah, it wasn't that great. <laughs> 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 That's my impression of a Gen Xer. <laughs> it's not that great. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about impression. That's just what I hear whenever you talk. <laughs> but I actually am. am uh, I describe myself as the world's greatest optimist, mm-hmm. and I stand by that. I grew up with Mister Rogers. Yeah. Talk about surrealism, <laughs> the land of make believe. <laughs> That man was on a lot of drugs. I grew up talking to owls. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I grew up, up talking to Daniel Tiger. <laughs> the real Daniel Tiger. <laughs> yes. I met a celebrity, Papa. <laughs> we were real tight. All right. All we were right. Like well, this. Well, like I say, we've gone way over time, so we're going to cut it. Uh, thank oh. you for listening, attending to our first, our premiere podcast of The Light. <laughs> I'm sorry. I still have trouble saying it because it makes me crack up. That That's just because I'm, I'm naturally funny. The Light That Breaks Planets podcast. Mm. And every time I say it from now on. I'm going to say it like this. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> uh, this is Simon, and this is Sunny. Signing your, off. Your favorite, your favorite one. <laughs> I'm taking ownership of that title. <laughs> you can have it. Okay. You know, being the favorite's not that great. <laughs> Just like the unfavorite to say. Just like